This week's episode is brought to you by Demonic Advent. We've been waiting five months between GBT-10 and GBT-11, and we finally get it. And boy, does it set us off. Demonic Advent. More like Rage Advent. And I'm Matt. And I'm Root Beer. And Matt wants to get back to watching Bojack Horseman, so... Uh, A-plus show. I mean, I'm going to get around to it, I just... Sure you are. I believe you. I mean... I don't believe him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like spending all my time playing video do. games. <laughs> we're horrible people. Anyway, uh, we're here to talk about uh, GBT-11 Demonic Advent, uh, as if that wasn't... Uh, obvious from the last two to three episodes because we have been waiting five freaking months for another booster set to talk about. It's um, true. The last one was what in April. It was, it was in April, and then the next one's in October, and the one after that's in December. I don't understand. Like it's like two sets in December now. There's GBT thirteen and the Link Tricker set. Oh, that's both yeah. in December. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Because um, we just got a bunch of like random crap and like legend decks that don't matter. What do you mean? Or, like, deck matters. I, it just, it's just a weird. You guys wouldn't talk about it on the podcast. Talk about what? The legend deck. Oh, I mean, the legend deck is good. Yeah. The end. Like, I did, <laughs> what is there? To, what, I didn't can't need... have a left on a legend deck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we can if we really wanted to, but like most of the time, trial decks come out with a set, so you, yeah. you'd have to do it as. Either yeah. it's whole. Uh, there was like this dead yeah. few month period where it was just a bunch of like extra boosters, the legend deck, and like the Bermuda set that nobody cares about except me. Except for Bermuda. The, the Bermuda set w- would have been worth talking about if it was like, you know, made a. Uh, excuse the uh, the pun waves. Uh, <laughs> but it just, it just didn't, right? Like it was just yeah. like, here's a bunch of medium Bermuda cards. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the stride that bounces lock card seems pretty good. Um, <coughs> that card's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's all right. It's but it's game. not like you don't read the card and be like, "Oh my god, this is busted." You're just yeah, like, "Oh, this card's it's good. It's good. Good stuff." It's um, not like when we saw uh well, the first card in this set, GBT11. Yeah. Um well, uh, why don't why don't we get into it? You you y'all know the drill just Yeah, that was the lead in. Yeah, we we go into <laughs> from GRs all the way down through the double Rs and then any other uh honorable mention. So, starting off we have Holy Divine Knight Gansalot Peace Saver, aka half the reason you buy boxes. Um, he is uh, when he uh, when he attacks. If you have a heart card with Alfred or Blaster in its name, counter charge one until the end of the battle. This unit gets drive plus one. Then, if you have a face up card in your G zone, it gets plus a crit. And then the other skill is is while you're in your G zone during your turn, all of your rear guards with Blaster Blade in its card name get resist. Um, well, where's the cost for this again? Oh, the cost is um is attacking. Okay. Yeah, and having a heart with Blaster or Alfred. I mean, that's so okay, well, hard to this, pull off. Does this card meaningfully change if they change it to just heart with Blaster? Like, uh, probably are, is not. Anyone ever on an Alfred? Um, <laughs> like, I th- why would you do this to yourself? Honestly, if they wanted to nerf it, you would have it just be Alfred, because then you got to play all the Alfred support stuff, like. Uh, I mean, all the blaster support works with Alfred, too, so you could yeah. just ride Alfred and then keep playing the blaster engine anyways. Yeah, yeah but right. I, think, I think you're just better off just playing a bunch of cards with blaster in their name. Yeah. 
I mean, X Seed is better because it could just retire or something for writing it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I I'm not uh, mad at the counter charge thing because blaster counter blasts a lot, but the drive plus one and the crit plus one too much, man. All right. So here, here's like, the real problem I have with this card, right? If we look back to how quad drive has evolved, you look at the first quad drive card. Oh, here we go. Which, well, the first <laughs> the first drive plus one card was a true die Kaiser from Fighters Collection Fighter Collection Two, and it was like counter blast two dimensional robos and a limit break four ability. Yeah, and then they had the next a drive plus one stride in GBTO six seven seven. 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 That was like you had to counter. It was on attack, counter blast one, and its ha- power had to be 40,000 40, or greater for the drive plus one. And so, you know, even with you know like a seven k booster, you still need two more additional four ks. One from the stride skill, so you have to counter blast again, typically, in order to get above the forty k. Yeah. Counter blast or lose a card, basically, and. Mm. uh and that's like so. That's like a lot of work to get this drive plus yeah. one. And then they it's had thirty-five chrono- for the drive plus one, forty thousand to give your front row four K for face-up copies of himself. Oh, my apologies. So you just need one, uh, one. Bo- you just need one boost. I, for some reason, I thought Xgallop was like five K higher than everything else. For some reason. Well, well, either way, like, well, at the same time, there are a lot of these cards that are just getting quad drive for nothing. Um, mm-hmm. Or like they have like a limitation you got to jump through like V Buster where you got to be GB three Thunderstrike seven or uh, well like typically they're locked behind Second Stride and yeah. have a cost or some yeah. restriction attached to them and you can just stride this card for no reason you stride in this you get Quad Drive first stride and uh, I, and a free counter charge like I think this card would have been very interesting if they attached the Drive plus one to the counter charge. Mm-hmm. But they definitely chose not to. So yeah, so Gancelot, you can just stride him for no reason. Yeah, I mean, what's funny is I so this is like probably the most expensive card in the set as is. I'm not t- counting like SPs or anything. It's about thirty bucks now. It was forty when the set first came out. Um, and I see people like I, I was at Frankenstein the other day. People were trying to get like three or four copies. I'm like, dude, calm down. Three is reasonable. Yeah, like three, two or three is re- okay. Seems I got two and two is fine because you're gonna go mm-hmm. in. It is your first stride because it's really strong, and then you're just gonna try and Alfred them to death. Like, um, if you the, the second one is if you run out of counter blasts, that's about all I can think of. And then people, I mean, but like the, the argument against or the argument for more copies of Gancelot after that are stupid. Which is, I have people go, yeah, but quad drive. I'm like, yeah, but five drive checks. <laughs> I mean, having, a stri- have, having just, you know, a stride with a free crit and a counter charge is, like, not the worst. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. the blaster deck can do a lot by just drive checking a bunch and putting crits on a blaster blade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, That's this true. is completely reasonable stance. So, I, mean, I, I, don't, I, don't th- I don't think that the argument's that poor, but, uh, like... Just because crits, first of all, they have a crit that goes back to their deck for whatever reason. Yeah. And secondly, they, you know, the crits do do a lot of work in blasters. Well, it's not that, it's not that the crit goes back to deck. It's the crit get, goes back to deck and gets you an extra attack. You know. Right. Um, I mean, like that is. 
I mean, like other decks have crits that go back to deck C, Battle Sisters, Silverthorns, Genesis Wishes, but um, yeah. Yeah, but this card, this card is really good. I remember yeah. when this card first came out, people were like, oh, this card's like so free. And it is, in fact, very free. And so, I mean... Plus, like the resist means that you can't deny Blaster Blade. So if you have a two-crit restanding Blaster Blade, that's like 27k. You're just like, all right, deal with it. And so I, I, I was honestly scared that they were just going to go resist on Blaster Blade all the time. So you could just put two in the front and be like, suck it, Link Joker, or... Or whatever, that'd be crazy. No problem. <laughs> that'd be a yeah. huge problem. Um, and his G zone ability is very good. So it's it, again, it's all free. Like, free is like this is the kind of shit that like would protect Shibaraku Buster from Arakumo. Yeah. But like, they just refuse to do. <laughs> like, oh, we'll protect your Alfred with this card, so you don't get. You know, absolutely blown out by insert disruptive G guard. Yeah. What but a shame. In Markumo, they're like, it's fine. You have to pay a higher cost than Alfred because Alfred is like pretty cheap comparatively, and we're gonna give you protection. And in Markumo, they're like, here's this really expensive GR, and we're not gonna give you any protection whatsoever, even in rear guards. I mean, it's again, it seems like the the conspiracy theory of trying out cards in Murakumo and then giving them to other clans is. Uh... Oh, I think that's what they do for all shitty clans. They just give them cards and then be like, all right, now let's print an actual good card for another clan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that's uh, that's the Ancelot Peace Saver. It is definitely worth the price of admission. Uh, and then the other GR is not. <laughs> yeah, you compare you compare this quad drive to the quad drive on our next GR, Metapulsar Mystery Freeze Dragon. Please. So he's GB3, Counter Blast 2. You shuffle your deck. Bind four cards from the top face up, and then until end of turn for the battle that it attacks, your opponent can't call cards from his hand with the same grade that was bound by this card. And if you bind a grade three, you get quad drive. God, this is awful. Okay, so th- aside from the shuffling, this is was at least supposed to be made to work with Demiurge. Now, had this not shuffled your deck, would it be good in Demiurge? No. no, no, you can stride Demiurge before you stride this piece of shit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, okay. like you can, or or at least like the same time, like you can like yeah. set up Demiurge by the end of first start at this point. Yeah, oh, like, that was... I think most decks can stride Demiurge by first stride now. That's crazy, but like it still doesn't do anything. I was yeah. gonna say not that I'm seeing them anywhere. Yeah, but uh, like. The the first thing that catches me... So there's two major problems I have with this card, like, just when I look at it. First is the Counter Blast 2. That is insanely high for Gear Chronicle. Yeah. That's sad, like, isn't it? Gear yeah. Chronicle does Counter Blast quite a bit. Yeah. And two, they just can't waste two Counter Blast on a random effect. Yeah. So you have to just bind four random cards. And for this card to be remotely worth it, you have to bind a Grade 1 and a Grade 3. Yeah. Yeah. So... I actually did get Mystery Freeze yesterday. The My opponent bound, like, a grade 2, two grade 1s, and a grade 0, and I just laughed at them the entire turn. They have a triple drive, no Sentinels, no other. Yeah. <laughs> like, I won past the Mystery Freeze, and it worked. Oh, wow. Like, they drove check all their grade 3s right after binding. That's hilarious. Gross. The um, What's funny is that, like, Gantelot's, like, a $30 GR. This is $2. <laughs> like, I'm surprised it's 
I mean, it's two dollars only because it's a GR. Like, yeah. it's rarity is keeping it up that high. <laughs> yeah, this this card is just awful. That's there, so there's sad. nothing yeah. to say about this card. Like, like you want Garrett like Gear Chronicle has so many options for like guaranteed effects out of their cards. They there's no reason to play cards like you know you you aren't guaranteed something out of it. Yeah. And like any situation where this card might be worthwhile, you could just stride next stage or gear next in the next set and just win. Yep. How sad. What about Beyond Order? <laughs> <laughs> Funny, someone actually Beyond Ordered me yesterday. It was hilarious. Did he deck and out? Sad. Yeah, he decked out. <laughs> like, I strode Ziegenberg next turn. He quint walled for some reason and decked out. What? People still <laughs> won quintet walls? What year is this? Actually, no. What? It's not no year because no one should ever run quintet walls. <laughs> uh, All right, can we go talk about a good card? I eat the next one. Okay, uh, Divine Knight of Valor. How block? <laughs> how blocks? How do you pronounce that? Um, this this reminded what? me of when I used to work in a call center and you would get people without like any vowels in their names. So you're like, it's, hi. Uh, <laughs> I think it's Al. I think the H is silent. Yeah, Al. I'm looking at Al-Bla. the. Phonetic for the Japanese, and it's showing a silent H. Yeah. Okay, Albwa. Hmm, interesting. Anyway, so it's a stride. Once per turn, counterblast, soul blast, uh, flip up a copy of him. Search your deck for up to one card with the brave ability for each face-up card with the brave ability in your G-zone. Call them to separate R, and those units get plus 2k until end of turn for each unit called shuffle your deck. And then brave counterblast one, it gets uh, plus 5k till end of turn. Um... I don't know. I, I have literally never seen anybody use this. Is this good? I think this or, card's good. I think this card's all right. This card's very serviceable. It's pretty like, cool if you're behind. You can just go, like, shit out of field. I'd probably just run this over Fetus at some at this point. Okay, that's Yeah, fair. like, yeah. this card, even if you're called, like, this card just sets up boards, which is really what you need to be doing in Brave. Yeah. Like, you, like a lot of your, you know, cards are kind of samey. Mm-hmm. So, like, you really just need to call, like, a couple things with this, and it's, like, fine. Yeah, Good. and also, this card has the Brave ability tacked on with the Counter Blast cost just to have it, so it counts for Luminous Hope if you want to, like, call something or gain a crit. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So I think this card's, like, very reasonable. Yeah. Like, for the, for, like, it's not, like, a great card, like, just, like, reading it. Like, it's one of those cards that falls into, this card is better than, like, stuff Brave was playing already. Yeah. So, so it's, it's just like a replacement, but not like a new thing. You know? Yeah, it's 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 a marginal upgrade. Okay, still good. Um, all right, Next all right. Turn. So then, so then we have uh, so Genesis got a new uh, range of support, and the the theme of the new Genesis support is how to be awkward with Taro. Oh, I know. <laughs> uh, so they have a goddess of investigation, Ishtar. Which has really busy art for whatever reason. Yeah, sure it, I think it's the rarity pattern. That's what it's the background too. It's like yeah, I don't know. It's mixed fantasy. Anyway, yeah. so it has a revelation on the Vanguard Circle. So when you stride it, you have to check the top of your deck. I assume what's going to happen for the first like ten games we will play with this deck is they're going to stride Ishtar then forget to look. Yeah, because um, because they they only have revelation written just as the word because it's yeah, been, it, because it before before it would like take up a line and a half. So you're like, oh, there it is. Now it's just kind of in there. It's a sh- Shoved yeah. in there. Yeah. So yeah, so it has Revelation on the Vanguard Circle, which is nice for strides. I like that they're giving more strides the Revelation ability. Yeah. Um, and then it has an auto on Vanguard Circle, uh, Soul Blast 3, and uh, choose a face-down card from your G-Zone and turn it face up. Any card, but not necessarily itself. And then when you reveal a grade 1 or higher uh, card with the Revel- um, 
sorry, would a grade one or greater card was revealed by your drive check, you may pay this cost. If you do, choose the same number of units as your number of faced up goddess of investigation Ishtar in your G zone, and they get power plus 3,000. And if the real, revealed card uh, has the revelation ability, you stand those rear guards. Um, so if you're checking revelation units that are grade one or higher, you can stand one or more rear guards, uh, assuming you have some uh, Ishtar face up. So typically what's going to happen is you're going to stand one on the, like you're going to want to do it. Let's say all your drive checks are bubkis and they're all revelation units. You're going to want to do it just twice, like flipping herself and the third one be Seabreeze, just so you can go into it again the next stride. Um, I, I, I played against the guy at a tournament using the deck and it's pretty good. Um, except he got totally flattened by literally any kind of control G guard. Yeah. So Uh, this card just auto loses to Kagero completely. I mean, it's really, it's a really, really fun deck that I'm building because it's fun and because it's cheap. But again, it's not going to be like, it's not it. It's the other stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's a it's a really good first stride. It sends you hurtling toward GBA at breakneck pace. <laughs> like <laughs> that's true. So the GBA um, for Genesis is actually pretty good. Yeah. I think. Uh, so the Palace Athena because you can just empty out your soul and do a bunch of other crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I definitely like this is probably one of the better first strides in the game. Um, and I <clears throat> I like I started experimenting with builds and stuff. I think in order to have this be consistent in terms of like getting the restand off, you need uh, 18 or more revelation units in your deck, um, which again is not hard. Um, there's a lot of good grade twos that are with revelation, and a good half of your grade one lineup is revelation due to it being. Are you sure, it's only 18. It should be higher than that. That's the minimum. Um, like, the, like what, the... what 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 percentage uh, threshold are you meeting here? Uh, well, in my current build, I have let's see four. Eight, like, so you're looking at a triple drive, 12, right? You want it. You want to. You want 16. to assume that you want a greater than you know p percent chance to, um, to to hit a revelation unit, right? Uh, okay. Well, I, I have uh, twenty revelation units in my deck right now. Um, that feels small. What? That feels really small for this deck. Like, because you want to leave yourself the option of hitting multiple revolution, revelation. I guess you probably won't pay the cost that many times. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm using Fenrir as the main vanguard, so it's... Uh, oh, I see. Y- you're not going to be, like... Like, Ishtar is the backup because she has merit on rear guard circle, and then if you have to ride her, cool. But, um, yeah. <laughs> you mean Amaruda? But anyway, we should Amaruda. get to Amaruda. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, All right, so the other card that comes with Genesis is a Prime Beauty Amaruda. It's really nice art, by the way. I like yeah, it a lot. I like it, I like it too. Um, it was Revelation, Revelation on Vanguard or Rearguard Circle, which is cool. So uh, there's not actually that many units that have, have this for whatever reason. I think some of the great twos do, but that yeah. might be it. Um, and then you can, um, it has a, on Vanguard, you can pay uh, Soul Blast three uh, cards with the Revelation ability as cost for stride, which doesn't feel that great because. I don't know. I haven't I haven't seen much of this deck in action, but when I when I was playing Fenrir uh, quite a bit or Wiseman, I guess more accurately, you I didn't feel like I had too many extra cards like er, on early stride turns. Yeah. Like like if if you don't have Fenrir stride still, you basically have no soul. I know they added a few more Revelation cards that soul charge more, mm-hmm. and so maybe there is like Revelation cards that you can afford to soul blast, but it feels like not. Quite as free as like Luard's 
uh, alternate yeah. stride. Yeah. And then the thing with this deck is because you're soul blasting so much early for Ishtar, you have to revelate a shitload early to get enough soul to do what you need to with Ishtar. Yeah, you're you're yes. gonna you're gonna find yourself calling the the shove and soul crit you know, something three k a lot. Um, assuming yeah, so you have it. So this is my first reaction to this ability, is that this is not even close to as free as uh, some of the other free strides we've seen. Yeah, it also uh, facilitates the use of uh, Blight near the Amber Clone. Um, mm. yeah. I mean, I hate Amber Clones at this point, because they need boosters. Yeah. And I just don't feel like a lot of clans can afford to call boosters at this point. And its other its side skill is uh, when you're G-Unit Stride, you can counterblast one if you do Soul Charge 2. And then if the card has the Revelation... Um, sorry, if a card with the Revelation ability was Soul Charged by this effect, you draw a card... Choose up to two of your units, and they get 4k to end a turn. This is just like Which a is, uh, downgraded version of Fenrir. Yeah, but if you want to be... If you are calling Revel Revelation units prior to riding grade 3 anyway, which... Uh, or prior to, you know, yeah. I guess, being mediumly aggressive, as if you want to set up a strong first ride turn, you should be. Um, and Revelation to meet soul requirements, as uh, as Rupert said earlier, then I think this is a quite a, quite a strong ability. Mm -hmm. Like, even if you're at the point where you have, like, a grade one sitting in back row, like a Gellia or something that you used with Revelation, you're like, I'm going to throw 4k at this Gellia. He's now at yeah. 11k booster, which is solid. Yeah. Especially since you're just restanding everything with Ishtar anyways and giving them more power. I mean, you could just push this Gellia up to front row, and he's an 11k attacker, which is hits numbers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I think this card's very good. Um, I don't think it's going to unseat Fenrir. Because Wiseman's it, just too absurd, to yeah. be honest. I mean, yeah. like... They're probably they, setting up for a Wiseman hit, though. Yeah. I would I, expect a hit on... Like, because I think a lot of this Ishtar stuff is a little awkward with Taro, because, like, if you if you have an effect that's, like, kind of random that stands units... Like, if you're playing stand triggers and Ishtar, and let's say, you know, you have, like, two Ishtar face-up or something, right? And you trigger Revelation unit, you have to make a decision, like, am I going to use this Revelation ability? And if I do, is my next... If I get a stand trigger, is that going to matter? I mean, you're inevitably going to be running stand triggers because of Dreaming Dragon. Right. Because you have and to then, not and die. And then that's the problem, though, because stand triggers are, like, really random. Yeah. So that, that, that's just kind of the issue I have with the current, like, interactions between Ishtar. Like, it's... You're doing the same thing so much that it kind of starts running over each other. Yeah, I, I, I suppose, like, the point of Revelation is to reduce that chance of randomness where you're like, oh, a stand trigger... Fuck, like, or you have, like, ways to draw and stuff like that. Um, I, I find myself going into the, the Fenrir stride a lot, just so you can go, like, all right, I'm going to change the Revelation ability to go, I know the next two, so I can, like, put them in any order and then draw the top one or whatever. Um, it depends. Well, one goes to, one goes to soul, right? No, 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 you, you look at top two, put up to one in your soul, and the rest on top. Oh. Yeah, so you can just leave them both on top. Yeah, but I actually like the new um, direction of Genesis. You know, the the, the restanding rear guards and you know yeah. some power gain. I think it um it keeps them a bit more unique from other clans, yeah. which is something that uh that they definitely lacked in earlier points in their, in their <laughs> that's, existence. That's true because before it was just like oh we just soul charge and soul blast in threes. That's it. Um, yeah, it was like uh. oh we soul blast a lot to do random shit, and none of the shit really matched. Like it was like destroy all front row rear guards of all fighters and you're like what yeah. <laughs> but I, I think i think this is a much better direction i think they need uh just like some more uh either advantage power or uh some way to keep the rear guards from dying <laughs> because <laughs> well yeah. they won't do that until wiseman is gone yeah yeah 
So, um, good luck. Which that's, <laughs> that's probably going to happen if we keep saying it. Um, well, why Wiseman's oppressed? Like, I get. I want to. I should. I'm, I'm going to make a quick comment, and I don't want to get in too much into this because it's not the point of this podcast. But uh, Wiseman is in fact an impressive. Like, even though Wiseman is not a top deck, it is in fact oppressive. Wiseman by itself keeps decks out of the metagame just by its mere existence. Yeah. Like, there are just some decks you just cannot play because you get to, like, Wiseman can just wait out till second stride and kill you. Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, that was a cool game. It's uh, Design Space. Yeah, go listen to that episode, Design Space. I forgot which one it was. All right, next one. So let's talk about the star of the set. Oh, boy. What's the Flare Arms Ziegenberg. Goat Castle. So he has the blaze ability, because of course he does. And then he has two skill. First one is an axe, soul blast one, and choose a face down card with the same name in your G zone, flip it face up, retire one of your opponent's rear guards. And then GB3, counter blast one, choose the same number of cards from your hand as the number of your opponent's rear guards and discard them. At the end of the battle, it attacked. If this unit was blazing, you can pay costs, stand it with drive minus two. Okay, Wait a second. So, so my opponent has zero rear guards. I discard zero cards? Yep. Cool. Um, wait, b- before we continue, uh, I, I want to make sure I have this right because my friend and I have been arguing over it. So Blaze says that when you start attacking, if you have more rear guards than your opponent, your vanguard becomes blazing. It, yes. It's at the beginning of every single unit that attacks. Yeah. Okay, it's... so the, the question is, if your vanguard does not have the blaze ability, like, uh, I don't know, the debate or something... Um, but your rear guards have the blaze ability, your vanguard still becomes blazing, right? Yes. yes. Okay, yes. good. You just I... need a, van... a unit with the blaze ability somewhere. Yeah. I freaking knew it. Jesse, if you're listening to this, the I was right. It, exactly, yeah. yeah. That, that's what I keep telling him, but he keeps forgetting. And he's like, I, I, I think I'm going to switch to Mustafa because I can't get blaze RTFC. off. RTFC. <laughs> RTFC? Read the fucking card. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Okay. Um, so this so, is basically making Kodoro top tier, Ziegenberg. Well, this among other things, but yeah. Yeah, yeah but, but like, this is a factor. I mean, so wait, you're telling me this is four restanders in one game? Potentially. If you can. Yes. Um, like, I, mean, I have had to use the Soul Blast cost like way more than I want to. I think realistically but, it's three, but... Mm-hmm. Um, like two to three? I mean, even, even like three is like really strong, especially for such like... If you can, like, fully clear the board, that's, like, pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Just counter blast, restand. You get four attacks all over 21k, and one of them is your van... Wait, two of them are your vanguard. I mean, what's really crazy about this is your opponent either has to let you get the free restand, or they have to commit more than they want to to make you not get a free restand. Because well, then you have to, like... Depending. Yeah. This changes how people typically play against Cargro. Because an old Kagura, like, it, like you, they would need to, ki- they want to kill stuff, right? Yeah. Like, killing stuff is, like, the only way they can, like, their cards actually do something. Uh. And now it's like, well, if you don't play stuff for me to kill, I have insane stuff to do. But you have to play stuff. <laughs> yeah. Which like... is what, which is kind of the, uh, the, 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 this card kind of twists how Kagura acts. What were you going to mm-hmm. say, Rupert? I will say that if you don't call things, it does kind of nerf our countercharging ability, but we'll deal with it. Fair. I mean, I mean that's why you run protect orbs, right? Yep. And one, and once again, pale moon gets a little worse. <laughs> <laughs> um, and can I just say how insane Conroe is? 
Like, Conroe, after his unban, uh, uh, you know, several sets ago. Yeah. Now he has the ability to fetch heals for G-Guards, PGs, uh, utility grade, like all the utility grade ones that Kagero has now. Mm-hmm. Which is just not something that, like, it, it feels like, it doesn't feel as broken when Novell existed. Where, like, uh, you could fetch the Novell grade one, discard Novell to search for Cruel Dragon, or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like, it doesn't feel, like, that broken. But it's just, it adds so much consistency to the deck. Like, a lot of Kagro's, like, Kagro can die if you don't have a heal trigger. But you could just be like, oh, I have a heal. Because yeah. I have Conro. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't have Cohen in my hand. Oh, look, Stridefather. Yep. I, I mean, like, b- during the Novell days, yes, Conro is broken. Now it's just good. Like, I think Conro is one of the most solid decks in the meta right now. It's not broken, yeah. but it's just solid, you know? I, I definitely feel like, as as far as Conro being good, this is feels like the most, like, fair variant of Conro being good. Yeah. I would yeah. say so. Like... I think it hasn't been topping as much in Japan recently because it's so fair, but, like, it's still solid. Mm -hmm. Like, you can play this deck, feel like your decisions matter, and, like, Mm -hmm. feel like your deck can win games, but, like, you're not as, like, absurd as, like, Novell or even, like, early Dote, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Actually, one of my favorite things to do against Siegenberg is uh, run that Grey Nature Panda that can't be retired by card effects, so I just put two in the back row. That means he's got to drop two for every Ziegenberg restand, and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Best yep. feeling. I mean, that's a very specific counter, but it's still really funny. Um, Ari Belly was already, like, fine. Yeah. So. Exactly. But uh, I think Ziegenberg is the best restander in the game at this point. Yep. It, like, uh, it unseated Dogma. Yeah. Dogma was very good, but... Uh, <laughs> woof. I don't know if I'm Discard counting next restander. Yeah. Discard-free restands are pretty damn good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As it turns out. All right, so what's this what, What's this Cohen you're talking about? What does he do? So Cohen is the new form of Blade Master. He has the Blaze ability, of course. And then Stride Skill, when your G-Unit strides, you can Counter Blast 1, retire one of your opponent's rear guards, and then choose a unit with the Blaze ability and give it 3k. Wait, so it's not retire a front row like the old guy? It's just anything? <clears throat> uh, old Blade Master could retire anything, too, oh, I think. Oh, it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I th- uh, for some reason, I was thinking it was like... Uh... Vanquisher. How do I say? Uh, yeah, Vanquisher. <laughs> can, only, can only hit front row. Nah. And then GB2, at the end of each turn, if your opponent has no rear guards, you can choose up to one grade three card with the blaze ability from your drop zone and return it to your hand. That's hey, so that's good. good. I mean, like, that's even funnier if you're ahead, if you denial Griffin their last rear guard, and then you're like, oh, cool, your turn's over. Let me get a stride fighter back. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Or you're works. playing Pale Moon, and they put everything back in your soul. Like, all right, I'm just going to grab this grade three, because I can. Yeah. So gross. Wait, does it actually work, or do you or do you miss that? Because they go back at end of turn, right? Yeah. No, it's, well, dur- they- it's during your end phase. And then that's at the end of each yeah, turn, but, right? Uh, yeah, but... Oh, I, I, oh, okay, I see. Because your opponent stuff has to happen first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or because yeah. the active player stuff has to happen. Yeah, okay. yeah. so all my shit goes back. Now my turn's over. Oh, look, your turn's over. Stride fodder. Thanks, buddy. God, that's disgusting. <clears throat> yep. <laughs> so this I is mean, another card that's just helping Kagero keep up, because free stride fodder usually is pretty good. Yeah. I'm just and then waiting. also, the grade 3 backup that we play is a re- has a rear guard skill that we use just to be a beater, so if we have extras, we can just grab back our backup. And mm-hmm. just throw it out. 
Well, you don't run. You don't really run the old Blade Master, do you? Nope. Doesn't yeah. have the blaze ability, so you can't grab it with this. Exactly. Yeah. I've seen some lists in Japan play the old one and the new one, but that feels really weak to me. Yeah. I think we're, it's probably like a one of is the old one, right? Or are they doing like four and three? Mm, they're, they're like they're like four and four, or four and three, or something like that. I was going to say if yeah. they're running both, that's just like a, a, a gross uh, under usage. Yeah, we'll, we'll get. We'll we'll get to the uh, the guy that they're choosing to play a lot uh, later because they're playing three of this other guy with typically typically three yeah uh, that that does a lot more yeah so. mm-hmm. all right so what about some nubs uh, all right <laughs> time, time time for the cover card uh, Enma Stealth Road Mujin Lord so uh, dominate uh, counterblast one choose a face down card from your G zone with same name flip it. Choose up to the same number of any player's rear guards as the number of face-up cards in your G-Zone, and they get plus 4k until end of turn. Stand all of your opponent's rear guards that were chosen and dominate them, and each attacks your opponent's vanguard one at a time. Um, so I think this is interesting in that if your opponent has no field, which I'm guessing they won't because of uh, Shiranu, Oboro, and Furai and stuff like that, but uh, being able to just give your field 4k fairly easily is pretty nice um but the important thing is that uh at minimum your opponent's going to have one rear guard to dominate uh more so if you have four eye or if they just have a field um and this ends up being your finisher on like second stride and is pretty good i mean this card kind of suffers from the same problem as tenma where you're like all right this is a really good finisher if they're at five damage and then if you're not at 5 damage, they check a defensive trigger and you lose. Yeah, I mean, like, th- what they want you to do is y- use uh, Shirinui's stride skill on one thing. So you get an attack off it, like, let's say a 9k, so it's yeah. 13. And then when you do it with this, it's a 17, so that's like a 10k guard. Um, mm. But I mean, like, Nubatama suffers the same problems as any other multi-attacking deck like Aqua Force, where if they check a defensive trigger, it makes it easier. Um, uh, one, yeah. one problem, though, is like... This is not a good first stride. Like, At you will all, never no. stride this card to go, I'm going to counterblast one to dominate a unit. Like, oh, you singular unit. <laughs> like, <laughs> that would just feel yeah. awful. Right? Like, so, like, I think that's kind of a problem with Nubataba in general, is just first stride, I don't think there's a way for you to dominate more than two times. I mean, they they have a pretty decent first stride, which we'll get to in a, uh, later. But um, but even, the, like, even I, so, like, it's one dominate, and, mm-hmm. like, you're... Your maybe your best option is attacking another rear guard with it. Like, well, okay, yeah, you you, you have uh, two. You're gonna get uh, two dominates with uh, uh, stride skill and the thing. So yeah, yeah, yeah but it still costs a counterblast too. So like, actually, the no, stride skill is oh, free. Oh, the stride skill oh, is free. Dude. No stride skill. Wait, does the other one cost counterblast? Yes, yes, it does. Okay, but but that's the thing is like, if five tiny attacks could make a deck good, I would be topping everywhere with Bermuda Triangle. Oof. <laughs> that's rough <laughs> I think uh, Bermuda has uh, decent first stride options if they have high damage <laughs> sad could be worse <laughs> um, I mean again th- this is like it's fine the, yeah, the, like, card, the, card, the card is serviceable yeah. it's just not it's just I not think busted. Mujin Lord himself is good but he's in a bad deck so well, it's not a bad deck either. It's fine. Like that's it's all. It's a medium it's deck. Inc- yeah, it's incredibly medium. It's like, it's like, 
you know, like what's another like like Neo Nectar is a very medium deck, you know, it's just kind of like there. Mm-hmm. Or but, I mean, I think Nuba Nuba might be slightly better than Neo Nectar. Yeah, like, but it's like whatever. Like, I think the comparison I make usually is just it's a flashier Aqua Force. That's mm-hmm. that's true. Um, I mean, de- depending on what you're playing, this also gets better or worse. Like, if you, if your mm-hmm. opponent has a lot of on attack stuff, you get to maybe use their abilities depending. Um, like if you if you restand their Morphessa and get the hit with Ritual Three, you can call something. That's cool. But right, um, right. I I think Re- Morphessa is more relevant for just being a fourteen k attacker. Also true, but like j- just the like there are uh, like things that can happen with this. Mm-hmm. What so. people still play Luard? What is this? Oh man, no, it's gonna get I mean, worse. Luard occasionally keeps randomly topping in Japan for no reason. I mean, Ow. now now with full with even beat. Well, with 12 out, it's going to get better. Or it is better. Sh- Does it? Yeah. Mm. Um, what does it even beat? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but like every time someone releases like a tournament list, I always see Luard somewhere in there for some reason. I mean, part of it might also be the volume because it's a very popular deck, but. Um, I mean, Vanquisher's not doing shit, so whatever. <laughs> what a shame. Yeah, I. Uh, I sold my Vanquisher shit because everyone was looking for it at Frank's. <laughs> I was like, money! Got rid of it. All right, so um, DI stuff. DI stuff. Here we go. What's 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 up with uh, what's up with this triple R root beer? One who splits darkness, Blader Mouse. Thought you were talking about DI, but okay. Oh, oh, my bad. I, you're you're right. DI in Genesis, yeah. Oh That's... right, I forgot. Okay, <laughs> yes. so yeah. I'm, I'm talking about, about gears because I want <laughs> to shit talk mystery freeze. Oh yes, of course. So one who splits the darkness is Blader Mouse. Why can't so, they just uh, say darkness splitter? Like as an as a creative writing major, this fucking triggers me. Passive uh, voice, like, don't it do need, it. No, it needs to yeah. sound like a you know demonic or something. Yeah, darkness splitter it, sounds pretty damn demonic. It definitely sounds like really retarded. You sound really <laughs> yeah. retarded. I All shouldn't right. use that word. I mean, it sounds really stupid. You sound so. really stupid. You do not sound very intimidating when you call yourself the darkness splitter all right so it's a stride uh once per turn generation break two in darkness so you have to soul charge at some point during your turn uh counterblast one choose a face down card from your g zone with the same name and turn it face up and choose two cards from your hand and put them into soul (sighs) then when this unit attacks if the number of cards in your soul is 10 or more you may pay the cost if you do return all grade zero cards from your soul and rearguard circles to your deck Shuffle your deck, choose two of your units, and they get plus 5,000 power until end of turn. And at the end of battle, you stand this unit, gets drive minus two. So it's one of those, you know, minus one restanders that are pretty typical, except it gives a little power to um, rear guards and makes it so you don't deck out. Yeah, I mean... Which is, which is decent. Um, this card is pretty good. If people are using it as a, as a finisher in Blade Wings. And everything um, else. Yeah, yeah. and every, like... The Guild Rai has kind of fallen off due to G guards just being so absurdly strong at this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this, so the way to beat strong G guards is attack more often. And so Blader Mouse is trying to do that. Yeah. <coughs> Bless you. So, and also, because you're soul charging so much, you can kind of compress your deck down so that when you return all your grade zeros, your deck is just full of triggers yeah. and mm-hmm. enigmatic assassins. <laughs> yeah, this, the, the downside of this card is it does not work well with Enigmatic because it puts them like you can't pull one out because it'll just send it back to your deck. Yeah. So you can just you, pull it out before 
he attacks. Yeah. No, because it sends the ones from rear guards back too. Yeah, yeah but like, that's fine. That's like, he got the attacks in. Yeah, but like it's done after that. So, uh, like you, you, you probably did your like with blade wings. You probably did your enigmatic turn the first time. So this yeah. is just assuming they live. Um, and then also a couple of cool things you can do with this include like I've called triggers as rear guards just to put them back in deck because you like you know i don't have enough so i I'll, usually like, just shove the them. triggers into soul and then put them yeah. back into deck I, I either do that or uh sometimes to like mitigate the minus i'll put wear tighter jaegers in there so i can draw off it once i'm done um that doesn't happen too often but it's a thing i sometimes do uh yeah pretty damn good this thing and then yep. this card also works well with the next triple r we have coming up ah uh, yes one who scatters sin Sharhat. all right so um god damn it okay <laughs> passive voice so uh when your gene is dried you can soul charge two and if the number of cards in your darkness ability is four or more you choose one of your opponents rear guard, or your opponent chooses one of his or her rear guards and retires it uh so it has a free stride skill which is cool not bad um and then it has another skill that works on vanguard or rear guard circle gb2 in darkness when this unit attacks the number of cards in soul is 10 or more it gets plus 5,000 power, and your opponent cannot call grade zeros. So it's like a 16k Tom if you have Darkness in GB2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so 21k if you use it with Blader Mouse. Mm-hmm. So this is a pretty big rear guard. Uh, it's 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 not. I don't think it's super fantastic on Vanguard Circle, mostly because uh, the blade just having a Blade Wing on Vanguard Circle is a big game. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, and then even in Darkness, you just ride Glanzend instead. Mm-hmm. But its rear guard ability, like uh, the reason I don't particularly like. Um, What's a stupid name? Doppelvampire is because this is a deck where you're like your boost, like you're not going to be able to call boosters almost ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so your front rows hitting for numbers on their own is very important. Mm-hmm. So, so Doppel being 14 and saying, oh, you can't guard with grade zeros is like, okay, this doesn't change very much. But this, intercept. Okay. okay. Yeah. But this being 16 means that your opponent, you know, has to drop now two cards or a yeah. Jigger, yeah. which is, which is a much bigger game. Yeah. And, Blade, and the fact that he is searchable with stride fodder makes uh, also helps out quite a bit. Yeah. And then we'll get into it later. There's a stride where you can use to pop it out of its soul. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, th- there are like people do play this in blade wings at one or two, uh, just so you can have uh, something to ride because sometimes whiffing G assist three turns in a row is deadly um, when you have four grade threes. This is like, if you're going to have to ride anything, this is probably the thing you're, gonna want to write um uh, as for the as for the stride skill probably the best thing to use with it is uh, because like if you ride normally and those are darkness cards you're gonna have to be super lucky on the soul charge so that's what i think facilitates the use of demented executioner because you get to put a darkness card in there so that means you'd only have to get Mm -hmm. one on the on the i hate demented executioner i think that card's terrible oh i i started running it in blade wings been working out great um but just play Four succubus and four psychs and four librarian. I mean, I I, I have the latter two, but um, but okay, but you can just draw your deck. Yeah, but <laughs> this also lets me on grade two get a draw off wear tighter, put a dynamic magnet soul for free. So I think the Monted works better in darkness because yeah, darkness like, prefers the selective soul charging. I guess so. Um, we can argue about like, this later. Alright. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's that much of an argument. But yeah. and then, so, something I like to do with this card, too, is just on the Blader Mouse turn, pop out an enigmatic behind it, have a 36k Tom, 
send it back to the deck, and then since I have stand triggers, half the time I'll just restand it and Fun. have another yeah. Tom. Good stuff. Oh, cat is so good. Yeah. Yeah. Both kitties are very good. Um, which we'll get to that later. The kitties are not equal though. That's true, but they're both very good. Um, yeah, they're good. They're good, but it's not close. Mm-hmm. Okay, better. whatever. Just. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's, so now we're gonna get to a couple broken cards. So. Uh, All right. Gear so. Gear Chronicle got another triple R in addition to their shitty GR, which is Metapulsor Avenir Phoenix. So, auto on attack. Counterblast 1, choose a face-down card from your G-Zone with the same name and turn a face up. When it attacks, you can pay the cost. Reveal five cards from the top of your deck. Call up to two ZTBE Zodiac Time Beasts from among them for each to a separate rear guard circle for each of your face-up G units. And then put the rest on the bottom of your deck in any order. And then continuous GB3, all your ZTBs gain power plus 2,000. Why? Sorry. So... The, like people have stopped playing uh, Gold Paladin for for like <laughs> basically this and all the like, ZTB stuff. It's just a better Gold Paladin unit. Yeah, it was like, hey, you know that glorious raining you can't use first stride here. <laughs> like, just have it in gears for no reason. Man, so you get to call two on first stride. Yeah, and then every other stride it just calls infinite. Like, <laughs> like this is so good. Yeah, like, I think this card is the start of ZTBs coming into their own. I think they don't really solidify as a deck until the next set, but this is a huge boost to them. I'm still, yeah. I'm, I'm seeing people starting to pick up just the stuff for it yeah. already. Yeah. Like, like, it's... Picking it up in anticipation of the next set. Yeah. While cards like Belog, like, stop time leap, like, pretty well, because, like, if you Belog against a Melum, you get to kill the the thing Melum gets, because mm-hmm. battle phase. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Like this, this deck is not stopped by Kagro nearly as well. Yeah, because these strides are just like here's more units, and yeah. it's pretty easy to put stuff back in your deck with uh And then they're starting to get a lot of ZTBs that can gain advantage too, so you can kind of make up what you lose for not playing Melum Uratar. Yeah, it's absolutely disgusting. Ridiculous. Of course, if you're building ZTBs, you should pick up a playset like right meow. Um, how Way much? How much is this thing anyway? I, I don't know. I can check. Uh, here, I'm. I'm already on TCG Player. It started at like two dollars. Well, that's cool. But how much is it now? Uh, it's the Avenir. Looks like two dollars. Looks like three dollars. Yeah, that's like that's three dollars. Yeah. Four dollars. Okay. Yeah, three or four. So you should get them now. Um, this card. This card is. This card is nutty. Yep. Let's see. All right. Now we're getting into the double R's here. So, Maiden of Divine Spring, Leanne. So, once again, the Lady of the Lake makes an appearance. She is a Sentinel. And when it's uh, Soul Blast 1, when it's placed on Guard Circle, you may pay the cost. If you do, choose one of your Grade 3 units with Alfred or Blaster in its card name that's being attacked, and it cannot be hit until end of battle. So, uh, free Perfect Guard, everybody. Well, it's not yeah. free. It's cost of Soul Blast. Okay, but I mean like... One card Perfect Guard. <laughs> one card yeah. Perfect Guard. Why? For what purpose? I don't know. I mean like... In a deck that now has like quad drive probably still plays draw triggers and has like infinity searching and decent soul charging like yeah um you just like sure just have a one card pg when you're already you know gaining easy advantage every turn anyways yeah it's ridiculous um i don't know I, there's not much to say about it except why like yeah why would you make this just kind of like Gancelot in the where is the cost? 
I Besides mean, Soul Blast. Like, if they had worse soul charging, yes, that would make sense for it to be that, because that would hurt to use. But it does not hurt, because you can just go, all right, Lou, attack, shove, and soul. There you go. There's your cost. <laughs> and I then I also get another attack off of Lou. Yeah. I think it's also just worth the Soul Blast cost anyway. Like, to like this is basically Soul Blast for a card. Yeah. Which is just insane. Um, crazy. All right, next thing. I look. I, I'm, I'm just gonna make a small comment. I looked at the uh, the comments on it and it says, "Oh, look, made enough support." <laughs> <laughs> Wait, on on the next thing or the no on on the end. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's funny. Pretty good. All right, so uh, there's some uh, there's some witch support for uh, for Genesis that. I'm sure somebody somewhere cares about that. Would be that would be my friend Trace. He is he is obsessed with all things Genesis. So, so. there's Witch Queen of Congratulation Na- Nastertium. What are these names? Anyway, um, originally it was like spices and shit, but yeah, I, I don't I don't know what's going on. Eh. So it has an act counterblast one. If you have a heart card with Witch in its card name, she's up mm-hmm. to two units with Witch in their card name, and until end of turn they get Plower plus five thousand. And when this in red text, when this unit attacks, Soul Charge one. If you have two or more hard cards, i.e. in Legion, with the Witch Legion, this unit gets power plus 10,000 and critical plus one. So, the real problem I have with this card is its effect is really mediocre. And in order to get a good effect out of it, you have to have wasted a turn Legioning. Yeah. Yeah, I would never ever play this card. I mean, and also, like, the previous Witch Stride gives a continuous, all of your Witch units get power plus 5k instead of of just two, and then if you have two or more hard cards, it also gains a crit. So it's like yeah. 5k less power, but your rear guards are all bigger. Yeah, it's like, what the hell? <laughs> I mean, that, <laughs> does, that does make sense with the, the um, like, rear guards being more important nowadays, but still, like, what, what, what the hell? Yeah. Anyways, I googled it. Her name is a type of flower. Oh, there you go. Sure. Sure. You, I don't know flowers, so you, I wouldn't know. You can, you can eat flowers. That counts as an herb. <laughs> All right. So somebody yeah. whose name is uh, not a flower, dark wolf that hunts deities, Fenrir. God damn it! Passive voice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Fenrir. Uh, so remember, he was the big stride boss for Genesis, and then Amruda pushed him off his throne, and now he's uh, now he's just a dog. So pupper. He has an odd. What I said, pupper. No, that was it. You know, he's too old to be a pupper. He's a doggo. <laughs> so anyway, so he has he has this auto. When he's placed on Vanguard or Rearguard Circle, you can counterblast one and soul blast three, which is a pretty heavy cost. Yeah. And if you do, it's the top three cards of your deck. Put one of them into your hand, one of them into your soul, and one of them on the top or bottom. And then if you have a face up card in your Jesus with Fenrir in its card name, i.e. the Fenrir Stride, you counter charge one. This card is like fine, I think. Um, I think this card is like uh, it has a soul charges and draws, which is something. Yeah, or, and it's and it, and it's selection. Like it's a lot of selection from the top yeah. three. So I think this card is okay. The problem with this card is it doesn't have the revelation ability. Yeah, why? Yeah. Why didn't it have that? And then on, well, okay, part of it is it's supposed to be like, oh, Fenrir is in prison, or whatever, and then he comes out and he can't stride anymore. I don't know. I, I, I think if I think if this card had a revelation ability, I think this card would be very good. Yeah, because yeah. then you could just play it in Amaruda and have a rear guard that helps you draw. And, and have well, something with the Fenrir name so you can do all your Fenrir goodies. Like, I, I wouldn't care about that. <laughs> I mean, like, m- yeah. most, mostly the Heart Thumb clone, if you have to ride it. But um, I would not want to have to ride it. <laughs> yeah. and I, I, uh, 
the I ran into a guy who was playing the deck, or the, the guy who was playing the deck. He ran one of these where he had four Finrur, three Amaruda, one of him, and he's like, "Well, in case my opponent stalls out on me, I can still do something." I'm like, "I guess." I really don't think it's worth it. Um, I think the card's like not super bad. I don't think it's super great. I yeah. think it's like medium, medium, medium. I think it's like C, C minus level card. Yeah. But like, yeah. Like it's definitely a replacement level, but I think it's it's it's, it's serviceable. And yeah. Like it, it it provides you something to do, like yeah. early ish. So. That's fine. It's pretty easy to hit three. It's pretty easy to get soul randomly in Genesis if you really need it early. Yeah. Especially if you're a madman like me and play and play uh, draw triggers. <laughs> I mean, Wiseman so, plays draw triggers to soul charge faster. Busted. <laughs> you say? Yeah, the regalia draw is busted. Yeah, just because you guard with soul. it, soul charge. Yep, guard early attack, soul charge feels good. All right, so there's also um some new sentinel thing, goddess of fort Kibitsuhime. So I feel like this name is messed up. Or god, okay, so the translation is goddess of strong defense, uh-huh. which is what it tells me the translation is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why they put goddess of fort fort. That sounds so bad. You're like, missing, you're missing a the there. Yeah, yeah or goddess of like stronghold fortif- or fortification. Yeah, yeah. like the, some like it. It just sounds so dumb. Anyway, yeah. So it's a it's a sentinel. It has revelation on the guard circle. So when you when you when you put it on guard circle, you have to remember to revelate. <laughs> 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 Again, that's probably going to take what ten games or so to remember. Like, oh, at, at least, at least, if you yeah. even play this card. So then you can choose a card. So it has the PG skill, and then it has when it's retired from go- uh, guard circle. If you have a goddess of Fort Kibitsuhime in soul, you may soul charge two. This card is fine. It's good, but that's the revelation keyword and soul charges, which I think is the most important for Amaruda. Yeah, but the yeah, not... the problem there is that. Uh, like Genesis counterblast so goddamn much, and there's not really any other way to unflip except yeah. the perfect card. So you're like, shit. Yeah, you know. Um, I think also, if you're trying to do like Ishtar rush, then this is, card is better than the unflip PG. Yes, if you're trying true. to go for the long game, I think the unflip PG is still better. I just want to say this card is well pretty put. cute. So I would play it. She's got, <laughs> got a bow, bow in her hair. She also looks like vaguely upset or like. You know, like ready for battle. Vaguely she looks up. very smug. Vaguely yeah. Upset. <laughs> it's pretty great. So, uh, yeah. So, what's this? Uh, what's so? Speaking of sentinels. Oh, uh, Flare Trooper Doomshed. So he's a sentinel. He has the PG skill. He has the blaze ability, and then he has continuous GB one. If there's a copy of him in the drop zone, he gains shield plus fifteen k. Why does this card exist? Okay, so, like, in the anime, they show off, like, the very specific use for this card, where if you just literally draw every single copy of this card, the 15k might be relevant at some point. Alright, so let me ask you this question. Is the 15k worth more than a countercharge? Oh god, no. I played, like, a dozen <laughs> games with Kagro yesterday, and every game I was like, you know what would be great right now is if I had another counterblast. <laughs> and that, like, among those games, there was one game where Doomshed's plus 15k might have been relevant, but I was so far behind anyways that all it would have done was drag the game out another turn. <laughs> um, I, I, I mean, the, the whole reason we see that happen is just because, like, the dude playing the deck 
it's literally doomed like yeah. in a human body. So the fact like he gets pretty much all of his perfect guards every game. Yeah. Uh, and then like the first time he pulls it out against Togoha, he was in the very specific game state where you were able to guard the Vanguard and still have another PG. We're yeah. gonna ignore the uh restriction where you need another copy and drop zone, because that's the same in as Protect Orb, right? Yeah. So then afterwards, Tokoha had like two Noels that were above 26k and one that was 25k. So he was like PG, PG. And then on the last 25k attack, he only had two cards and he's like, drop. He dropped Doom. He was like, plus 15k because I have another copy in my drop zone. <clears throat> I mean, I don't know. I, I just like how salty this guy gets when, when yeah. he's playing. He's like, you know. Like, especially yeah. against the Narukami guy, because he's just like, MOTHERFUCKER! <laughs> yeah, so I think this card is a yeah. noob trap. Like, unless you're in the very specific contrived anime situation that they set up, this card's plus 15k probably won't be relevant compared to just getting an unflip. Go go watch uh, uh, the uh, Fantasy vs. Reality episode for more. Um, because anime... Uh, it looks kind of cool, though, I guess. Yeah. It's got a shield. Sure. Um, I think Protect Orb looks better. Eh, I'll give you that. And um, then right. the other Blaze PG is cute, so if you're just on a budget and you can't afford Protect Orbs like I can't, then I would just run Reyes because she's cute. That's fine. Um, what, Matt? Defensible. Defensible. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, well, the last four triple R's are all new Batama, so here we go. Double For... R's, you mean? <laughs> Wait, no. I said the last four double R's are all new Batama. Those aren't the last four double R's. The Wait. next four. Oh, shit. There's there still more after that. a uh, bunch of DI and Gear Chronicle <laughs> double R's. I forgot to... I, I stopped strolling. And then... <laughs> 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 all right, that's my stupid thing for the day. Um... Enma Stealth Dragon Magutembu. Uh, dominate, counterblast one, uh, flip a copy of him. Choose uh, one of your opponent's rear guards, gets plus 3k, and for each face of card in your G-Zone, or choose one of your opponent's rear guards, uh, gets 3k until end of turn for each face of card in your G-Zone. Stand and dominate that unit, attack your opponent's other unit, at the end of the, turn, uh, end of the battle, retire the dominated unit. That was a mouthful. Um, so this is supposed to be your first strike, because you go... All right, uh, you know, stand and dominate your 9k attack for 13. Then Magu Tenbu, restand and attack for 16, and then kill it. So you get a retire and a free and an attack off of a counterblast and a flip. Yeah, but one attack for one counterblast just feels awful. I mean, you also get the retire off of it, so. Sure. Something. Card is very, <laughs> like, medium minus. I mean, it's their yeah. first stride. It, yeah. It's decent. Like, uh, No, it's, it's the only thing they have. I yeah. Think There's also the TD one where you're on attack, dominate for free, but then you also don't give any power, so... Yeah. It's a um, gross. And, and this is, like, since this is, like, the really only option for first stride, this is, I think, the really the big problem to dominate deck, is that you just have... Like, this is, this is what you have to deal with. Mm-hmm. I mean, this so is just, like, up until... It's your second stride, so in order for Mujin Lord to be kind of effective, you need at least GB2 or higher. Yeah. So that you can get more than two dominates in. And so 
it's just a really long time to be like, all right, I'm going to make a bunch of nothing attacks that are really easily guarded. And then because the deck also needs some specific pieces like Genkai and Furai to kind of keep things going, if you commit them early and your opponent gets rid of them and you don't have another copy, you're just crippled. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I, I imagine there are games where, like, the Nubatama player just doesn't find Furai, and it's just, like, really bad. Makes sense. Um, let's see. So, yeah. I, I, I think he fits well as a double R. Like, if he was a triple R, that'd be uh, criminal. Yeah, I mean, I think his ready makes sense. I just yeah. don't think the cards are super great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, this is kind of born out of necessity because Dominate is a new mechanic and it desperately needed support. Yeah. Um, I think, like, Nubotama players are probably looking for any reason to replace this card at any point. <laughs> which I'm sure they will, depending on how... Actually, I, will say, not, but... I will say, I like that his art is not some, like, nameless, like... Like, his art actually has, like, a background mm-hmm. instead of just being, like, the stupid backgrounds they put on every other card. Or they're just, like, in space or... Yeah, like, they're, like, nowhere in particular. Like the next card that's coming up? Uh, yeah. Rakuto Stealth Dragon uh, Gehurikan. If I'm getting that right. Uh, so he's a G-Guard. Dominate, Counterblast, Soul Blast. When it's placed on Guard Circle, you may pay the cost. If you do, choose one of your opponent's Grade 1 rear guards in his or her back row, dominate it, and move it to your Guard Circle. This card's cool. Yeah. It sucks yeah. that it has Counterblast and Soul Blast. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, well, because it seems like that's what they do with like all of the Nubatama costs, like with Ginkai and... Uh, I mean, it's a pretty heavy cost for what it is, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it does have some decent uses getting rid of, like, Necrobone. Yeah, that that does hurt a little bit, because you can take out... I mean, their, their yeah. Vanguard usually attacks later, so that's not even a problem anymore. Yeah. Is it, like... Um... Yeah. This card can't take grade zeros, though, so you can't take anything that you might want, like Enigmatic Assassin or Flow Galls. Or yeah. their starter, or... <laughs> yeah. Um... So this card is like, all right. Hey, yeah, it's pretty funny against Laurel. <laughs> that, that 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 is definitely something you can use it with. Um, I don't know, not not much else with yeah. that. And it, as you can see, his background is just blue and nowhere. So yeah, that's good. All right, next up, uh, th- this is probably the best card they got in this set as a mm. double R. Um. Debatable. Okay, Stealth Dragon Furai. Uh, so he's grade 2, 9k. Once per turn, GB1. Soul Blast 1. Choose a card from your opponent's drop zone. Your opponent calls that card to his or her open rear guard circle. And at the end of the turn, retire that unit. And then also, uh, rear guard GB1 when another unit attacks during your turn. If you have a Vandor with Shiranui and it's card name, this unit gets plus 2k till end of turn. I mean, like... The fact that you can continually pull stuff out of your opponent's drop zone to dominate. Uh, Alright, but like, where are you getting all this soul when you also have uh, Genkai, the G-Guard, and then in the next set, Shiranui Obero? I don't know, dude. I don't play the deck. Uh, or Mukuro. Just making it up that you have soul. Yeah. They're saying, oh, look at me, I pretend to have soul. I have a crit trigger that goes to soul, but then I'm losing guard, and it's yeah. not bad. <laughs> yeah. And the, like, I have not seen any list in Japan playing this card at all. Really? Oh wow! Like a lot they just run just... Genkai and a bunch of 10ks. Man, seems about yeah, right. they just they just turtle GB8. And then like for the set 12 list, because that's already out in Japan, they're playing like the guy that turns things into 11k and the bear. Yeah, makes sense. Okay, yeah. 
Like, I think after set 12, you can't afford the soul, and before set 12, everyone's just stalling to GB8. Sad. <laughs> like, this pro probably see more use in America, because Night Rose is still a thing here, and we tend to play more bad cards. I mean, Factual. there's that, and then also, or you tend to play more bad cards. Yeah, beat me to it. Okay, yeah. Um... <laughs> Like the, the the fact that it gets like two K for everything that's all, that only matters once until uh, three three attacks later because then he's at seventeen. Yeah. So whatever. Talk about this next card because uh, this, this next card's pretty interesting, I think. Okay, Stealth Dragon uh, Utsure Suroi. <coughs> um, what? Utsuroi. Utsuroi. Okay, so these G guard or no G guard PG. Uh, when this unit is you know PG. Uh, and then drop zone, choose another copy of him on your, from your drop zone, put it on the bottom of your deck. When the attack of a dominated unit hits a vanguard during your turn, you may pay the cost. If you do, return this unit to your hand. This is like Ezra's but light. Like Ezra's light. Like, it's still pretty good. Like, like it's balanced. Yeah. It's good, but it's not Ezra's. Like, I'm not sure. <laughs> but like nothing's going to be after that. I'm not sure what how significant this card is over the unflip PG. I'm not sure how much counterblasting is a problem. Me neither. Like there is kind of an upper limit on this card's usefulness because once your opponent gets the five damage, it won't come back anymore. But your opponent is likely to take a dominated attack for a defensive trigger since it just slows down the deck immensely. So I think you would get the recycle. Well, like, fairly often. I'm just not sure if that's significant enough over unflipping. I mean, the the, the biggest problem is remembering to do it. Yeah. Um, at least that's what my friend did, because he, he would, like... I'm like, dude, just turn it sideways in your drop zone so you know. And Or, so, like, keep it to the side? Yeah, or just didn't remember. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, this card is definitely interesting. Uh, it, like, wants you to use it early, because, like... Like, you're not going to be a five dip. You're going to get the five damage at some point, right? Well, Presumably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, like, yeah, you need to kind of get them. You need to get this card out of the way while they're still at four or less. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, a recycling PG is always good, so. All right. Yeah. So then we, have a, then we have a new, like, Bladewing card or something. Uh, uh, we have an Amon Stride. Uh, sure. So, it's a Mons Red Eye Fornius. So, it has an act once per turn. Counterblast one, choose one of your uh, your rear guards and put it into soul. So, you just eat something. Uh, your opponent chooses one of his or her rear guards or tires it. And this unit gains 5,000 for every five cards in your soul. If the number of cards in your soul is 20 or more, choose two of your opponent's rear guards and retire them. Then, 20? <laughs> then, if your heart card is a Mon is card name, this unit is critical plus one. All right, so... um. The only part that Amon matters is the crit plus one. The rest of it is usable regardless mm -hmm. of at what point you're at. So this is uh, actually a fine text ride because you can yeah. eat an enigmatic on rear or something. Yeah. Um, like, trade one of your rear guards, which you probably want in your soul anyways, for one of their rear guards. Which is completely fine. And he you know, gets a little bit of power, so have, you know, whatever. And mm -hmm. if you for some reason have 20 cards in your soul... Then he gets to uh then your opponent has to retire two more things. So this card is this card's pretty cool. I like that it's um very not Amon restrictive. Yeah. I think that helps out the card a lot. And that it just has this a really it has a relevant but you know not, not too big bonus yeah. for having Amon. So 
And then the 20 soul is probably easier with Amon because of the new Strider, which is a rare. And I guess we'll talk about it when we talk about any significant rares we want to bring up. Yeah. Um, so the other, the other card is a Closet Balloon. This is the uh, this is the dumbest name I've ever heard of. It's factual. So it's it's a it's a it's a PG, and uh, it has. So I'm gonna have to read the PG skill because they added shit to it. So um, choose a card from a hand and discard it. When this unit is placed on guard circle, pay cost. Choose one of the units being attacked. Blah blah. Can I be until the battle? Then if you have a Closet Balloon in your soul, then and the number of cards in your soul is ten or more, you may draw or yeah you may draw a card. So it replaces the card you discard. And then on Rearguard Circle, it has a Generation Break 1 Darkness ability. If the number of cards in your soul is 6 or more, it's an 8k booster. That, that's The only reason this ability exists is to give it the Darkness ability. Yeah. It just <laughs> doesn't matter that it... Well, it doesn't matter what this ability does. They just wanted to shove Darkness on this card. Well, I think it's just so you can like search it with various Darkness searching yeah, things. I but... don't think this card is anywhere close to Succubus of Avarice. Oh, not even close. Like... And Succubus of Avarice only, isn't even expensive either, so like... It's only close if you run bad cards like Listig Vampire, which is also in the set. Yeah. <laughs> I want to yeah, find, find a use for that. I want that card to be good, but... I think one not. of the enticing things about the Bladewing deck is that you can afford to run, like, two PGs and be, like... And it's, like, completely reasonable to find them since you, like... Since you're, like, on your first stride, most of your deck ends up in your soul. And yeah. so it's pretty nice to just, you know, be like, okay, cool, now I can fetch a PG. Yeah, like, and also, like, like, you'll often have dimension creeper or whatever as a clone target for sullivan so you can like all right i have this useless dimension creeper behind my vanguard just turn it into a pg yeah so i think um i think it's pretty great uh all right i think uh succubus of average is pretty great I yeah think this card this card is okay but it's, it's i don't think it's super fantastic well, well yeah. because you can't there's no um like Again, it was just a problem of like if this was the only other PG option besides the unflippy one, yeah, people would probably be playing it. But oh, he's... Succubus Vavris exists. So if, if you're not playing yeah. him on, you don't you don't need unflips. He looks like he, he looks like he should be like a groupie for Depeche Mode, doesn't he? <laughs> like... Yeah, he looks he looks pretty absurd. Yeah, look at um... his hair. <laughs> All right, well, let's see. Villain Deku. Closet balloon. Okay, Rupir, bring us home. So, Pulsar, Jurassic Colossus. So, choose a card from your hand, discard it. When it's placed on Vanguard Circle, you can reveal three cards from the top of the deck. Choose two ZTBs or Gear Colossus from among them. Put one into your hand, bind the other one face up, and put the rest into your drop zone. Okay. And then, when your G unit strides, you can draw a card. If you do, choose a card from your hand, bind it. Choose your one of your vanguards. It gets plus one thousand power for each card in your bind zone. Like, I, I think people run this as just demiurge acceleration. Are we really going to talk about this card? I, I don't even know what to say about it. It's just it exists. It exists, <laughs> and probably I think they use it to accelerate demiurge. I'm not even sure. Sure. I just don't even know what to say <laughs> about it. <laughs> It's a grade 3 double R that exists. Moving on. <laughs> so we have Pulsar Cruising Dragon. So continuous rearguard, GB1. If you have a vanguard with Chronojet in its name, because of course this gets 2k and red text, counterblast 1, when it attacks a vanguard, you can pay the cost. Look at three cards from the top of your deck, reveal one ZTB from among them, and add it to your hand, put the rest at the bottom of your deck. What I'm reading is that this is 11k attacker. That draws a card. Maybe. Well, 
but if you want to spend the counter blast on it. Yeah. Yeah, so like this is one of those things that just kind of helps make up what you're losing for the time leap engine. I don't think you can just find better things to spend counterblast on than this guy. Mm. Like the, I think the, uh, I don't, I, I don't know what set it's in. The, the other tiger. I think that's also in the set. Oh, is it? Oh yeah, it is. I think uh, a, a, a car, another card is just kind of an earlier use of counterblast, which is you know. It's a pre-GD yeah. use of Counterblast that I think is just a better result. Yeah. But like, if you need to search out a heal or a PG, this card has its uses. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, like, it's a staple in the ZTB deck because it's an 11k ZTB attacker and, like, some has a medium draw skill that's sometimes relevant. I just think an on-play on uh, draw is a little bit better than an on-attack draw. Mm -hmm. If if that matters. Because you have time to use that card where an on-attack draw you generally do not. I mean, you, yeah. still, you, you, you oh, time to use the card you draw. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. I was going to say, so, so, you, you can still get the draw before they G-guard you to death. But yeah, I, like, I think this is mostly just, like, finding defensive cards. That's fine. Um, well, that's, right, so it, that's all for the double rare. Rares. Um, yeah, so what relevant rares do we have? Relevant, ra relevant rares and commons. Uh, we can just go around Robin. It doesn't matter what clan you pick. Uh, who wants to go first? Right. You should oh. go first with the most obvious card. Okay, take go for it, man. No, you should go first with the oh. most obvious card. Well then, it's the second. It's the second rare. Okay. Um. Wait, the second rare. We're talking about Lou. Okay. Well, no, I. God damn it! I was thinking of Where Tiger. Fine, Lou. New style blaster, Lou. Uh, he's a grade three. Um, when he's placed on Vanna Rearguard Circle, choose a card with Blaster Blade and its card name from your drop zone. You may put it on the bottom of your deck. If you do, he gets plus five k. And then on the rear guard or guard circle, if you have a vanguard with Alfred or Blaster in its card name, read all the time, this unit gets plus 5k shield and intercept. So, uh, yeah, good card. This um, card just loses all of the downsides for being a grade 3. Yeah. So, like, it has the Blaster name, so it still works as a backup. It You can recycle Blaster Blades, which is medium relevance. And then the most important thing is that it has 5k shield and intercept, so you can still guard with it. My favorite thing is being able to put, like, you know, stride for, discard a blaster blade exceed for stride, call Lou, put it on bottom, and the next turn just search it out again so you can stride with it again. Like, <laughs> so free, so good. Um, yeah. Like, people are running three to four of this as the backup to blaster blade exceed. Like, for the longest time, like, people's grade threes were, that's, like, usually the expensive part of the deck, but now it's TD plus a rare from this set. Fantastic, you know. Yep. Anyways, you wanted to talk about Wear Tiger? Yeah, sure. So there's also this spicy card called Wear Tiger Jaeger. Um, so <laughs> the issue with this card is that it's a rare normally, so you want to get SPs so your deck doesn't look like shit. Oh my fucking um, god! <laughs> so, what I'm just saying. I ran uh, for SP later mouses because they were ten bucks. <laughs> so uh, he has three skills. So his first one is that when this card is put in your soul for the cost or effect of of your card during your turn. <laughs> You may pay cost if you do draw a card. Neat. Yeah. And then he has a soul ability, Darkness. You can counterblast one and discard a card. If the number of cards in your soul is six or more, soul charge one. Then if the number of cards in soul is ten or more, put this card into your hand. Why would I want to so, do that, Matt? What does it do in well, my hand? Well, in your hand, <laughs> if you're paying cost for stride and the number of cards in your soul with the Darkness ability is two or more, it gets grade plus two. Holy shit. So it's a stride fodder. You could just rip out of your soul for no reason. That's, uh, that's crazy. It has a skill for 
getting put in your soul. It has a skill in your soul, to and come then out in your, your hand, soul. it's a stride fodder. This card just yep. does everything. Yeah, um, it's so great. I I made the Blade Wing deck like a year ago. After after Matt told me about this card's existence in Japan. Well, it started because I posted that I wanted it, <laughs> and then a bunch of people just kept giving me shitty offers. Like all they would do is like go through the li- go through um. TCG player and like add up all the cards and I'm like why the hell would I buy from you if you're just gonna add up cards on TCG player I could just buy from TCG player yeah and <laughs> and not have to deal with you <laughs> so then I was like fuck it and then you built it and I was like nice now I don't have to yeah but like d- like I made it without the uh, like I part of me wanted it or like I wasn't even sure it was gonna be coming to the states and I wrote Bushit Road several times <laughs> asking for uh, it in English among others. <laughs> <laughs> Um. So this card's just nuts. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, and then I just built the deck randomly one day because I got bored. Of course you did. Um, yeah. I traded Blade Master for it, and then immediately bought Blade Master deck back as soon as the set came out. God, that's so you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I was so like I was playing with Blade Master with all the new stuff on area. I was like, this is like too medium. I don't really want it. And then it turned out my deck list was just crap. So once I changed it up to be good, it started performing better. I was like, all right. So we kept talking about how good Blade Master was. I was like, all right, fine. I want the deck back now. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, this thing is going to be one of those rares where after the set goes out of print, it's just going to be sought after. Mm -hmm. Like around. Because this is relevant in literally every Dark Regulars deck ever until the end of time. Um, Right. So, yeah. And also, like, what th- this helped make the Bladewing deck good because you wanted to ride Sullivan and only Sullivan. That would mean that cutting down on grade 3s reduces your ability to stride. Well, now you have this plus the old stride fodder, which means you can kind of bridge the gap on that. So it's just good. I don't... Mm-hmm. Ne- no need to say more. Root beer, your turn. All right. I'm going to talk about the Kagura card. So the first one is... A G-Guard, Divine Dragon Knight, Abed Solemn. So what it does is, Counterblast 1, when it's placed on Guard Circle, that the battle your opponent's... that your Vanguard was attacked by your opponent's Vanguard, you can pay cost. If you do, it gets Shield plus 10k for each of your opponent's open rear guard circles. Wait a second. What what was Kagro's large shield G-Guard before this? It... Denial Griffin, which is infinity shield <laughs> against rear guards. Yeah, but what about vanguard attacks? <laughs> it, it just did not exist because you had to use the fighter's collection G-Guard, which was only 5k. Sounds awful. Yeah. What a shame. So now we have a card that just plus 10k for every open rear guard circle. That's pretty good. It sucks yeah. that it costs a counterblast, though. That's my big problem. Yeah. I don't, I'm not a huge fan of G-Guards that cost a counterblast because I don't really like using limited resources on my opponent's turn. Mm-hmm. But uh, I And then, this is like another reason for running Protect Orb, just because you're blowing counterblasts on all of your G-Guards, and I'm just like, alright, so I start my turn with two. I need, like, at least two or three for my offense to be good. And then, the grade one that unflips, I have maybe one or two on the field for two unflips. Yep, makes sense. Um... I mean, that's still pretty good. Yeah. Uh, okay, my turn again. Goddess of Favorable Wind Ninil. Uh So she's got the Revelation ability on Vanna Rearguard Circle, which is great because you can do this on grade two. And then GB1, 
When your other rear guard is rested due to the effect of your card, if you have a vanguard with a regulation <coughs> ability, you may pay the cost. If you do, increase this unit's uh, attack by the original attack of the rested rear guard till end of turn. So this is probably just going to be a 9k boost, but still not bad. The important thing is being able to ride and revelate. Um, and then it's another card with the revelation ability. So very good in Amaruda. Um, I don't know why it has a counterblast attached to it, but, you know. Because that deck... I mean, the deck has much less counterblast than uh, yeah. other Yeah, and also, like, since you're just... Amaruda probably just going to be going for, like, Ishtar Rush, so getting your columns as big as you can when you're restanding them is pretty good. Yeah. So uh, another card another card for Dark Regulars that's, like, pretty good yeah. is... Um, they changed the name for some reason. It, it, was, it was... It was Succubus Suc of Attachment, and now it's, like, Covetous Succubus. Yeah. I, I, it it sounds it's so it's I it, I was actually looking for the card and I couldn't find it because I was looking for the old name yeah and I didn't realize they changed the name so I mean, apparently it's covetous succubus now. aside from the shock of the name change it doesn't sound too bad covetous succubus like rolls off the tongue nicely sure so it's um has a GB one darkness ability and it's kind of vaguely similar to a librarian and I'll talk a little bit about why it's uh a little bit worse but different um so it's kind of plus one when this unit is placed on rear guard circle you may pay that cost if you do soul charge one. Then, if the number of cards in your soul is six or more, counter charge one. Then, if the number of cards in your is ten or more, draw two cards and then discard a card. So the reason that this is different than Librarian is, first of all, this already needs to ha you have soul charged at some point, where Librarian does not. Secondly, this soul charge is one instead of two, like Librarian. And thirdly, this draws two and discards one instead of just drawing a card like Librarian. But they both still count, re refund their own cost. Yeah. So the reason that this is worse than Librarian is because it already needs to have Soul Charge, so it's not a good enabler of your darkness, or it's not an enabler of darkness at all, and that this is getting you less soul in general. However, yeah. if you're looking at a deck like Blade Wings, where the deck kind of runs out of ways to Soul Charge, the draw to this card one is the most important part of this card in that respect. Where if you're going, if you're you know drawing through a deck, you're almost out of ways. Succubus attachment looks at two fresh cards mm -hmm. to get rid of cards that don't soul charge. So it is a little bit different in that you're using it more for the draw two discard one than you are for the soul charging. Okay, that makes sense. But the, but this was originally a PR in Japan, and it they reprinted it in Demonic Advent, and hence we also get it. Yeah. So I don't know. I it, it is a worth it is a worthy card. Okay, mm -hmm. that's fair. Um. Rubeer's turn again. And then I'm going to talk about the other rare that Kagura got. So, Dragon Knight Mubudi. GB2, Counterblast 1. When this unit attacks a Vanguard, if you have a Blazing Vanguard with Blademaster in his name, you can pay cost. If you do, it gets power plus 2k for each open rearguard circle, and you can draw a card. Jeez. Not bad. Alright, so question. Yeah. How is it they changed the uh, character archetype from Dragonic Blademaster to Blademaster? Uh, like if you look at the crit, it asks for a dragonic blade master vanguard, but this guy just asks for blade master. It. Yeah. I wonder if in the future they're gonna forget about the crit and make a card with blade master in his name, but the crit won't work with it. Oh, that's that's <laughs> gonna be so yeah. sad. Yeah, you're right because Nadel also only says uh, Nadel says dragonic blade master instead of just blade master like Mubudi does. Yeah, right. It's like what. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, we this could happen, and I'm just waiting for it. <laughs> that's gonna be so, that's gonna be so sad. I mean, they already did it with Claret Sword, something like that. Yeah. Um. There, there. 
Let's see. So my, my last one, this is, the, this is the last one I want to do. It's a common, but I still think it's very, very good. Where Katze recruits, and it's like spelled out Germany, uh, like, and it's a kitty with goggles and stuff. So Darkness, GB1, if the number of your cards is in your soul is 10 or more, gets plus 5k shield and plus 5k power. And then during the guard circle, when the attack did not hit, you may put this unit into your soul. So he's a stand trigger. Um, now, this is good in that a lot of Blade Wing decks will run like 7 stand, 5 draw, no crit. So this is the other crit you want to be running. Um, stand. 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 God damn it. I see a lot of them at 6-6, six, six, but yeah, I, yeah. Uh, you're, you're still correct. Yeah, so the... But the, the important thing is uh, Blade Wing Sullivan's thing of like being able to... Or like having a soul blast after each attack. With this, how it can work is if you have 16 in your soul and you have to blast down to 14 and you guard with this on the last attack, it goes in after you would soul blast, so you're at 15 which means during the next turn you can go into Tybalt and just get the plus 10k to your front row. All um, right, but what's sweet about this card is if you're on Sullivan, it's a G-Guard. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's just, true. It's just a G-Guard. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, it's just huge. Yeah. It's like 25k shield in one card. It's insane. <laughs> yeah. So good. Metal element, just, goddamn, love this thing. Um, yeah, yeah. Anybody else? Or... Yeah, I mean, I have more cards. Go for it. Uh, so, Pulsar Rewind Tiger. Uh-huh. So, this is a common. Uh, and it's uh, it has it's, it has an auto. It's When it's placed on R, you can counterblast one, choose one of your other ZTB rear guards and rest it. Uh, so, when it's placed on Vanguard Circle, you can bind the top card of your deck face up. If that card's a ZTB, draw a card, and this unit gets plus 2k. Uh-huh. So, it's like pretty free to just bind cards randomly at this point. Yeah. Uh, and this thing is just like it, it. It replaces itself and is a 10k beater early, which is pretty good for like aggressive early turns. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and then, a, like, and if, so for demiurge, you just accelerate binding, and then for actual ZTBs, this is just your early game. Yeah. So it's like pretty sweet that like this card is not GP restricted. I, I think that's a really big, really big game. Yeah. And then. I want to talk about some of the other pulsars because a lot of these cards I thought were in set twelve. <laughs> And it turns out they were actually in this set, so... Smooth. Uh, the first one is, like, Transit Dragon, so it's just... At the end of the battle, it boosted. If you have a grade 4 Vanguard with Chronojet in his card name, you can pay the cost, just shove in the soul draw card. So this is just Jeffrey for Chronojet, and I thought this was in the next set for some reason. Yeah. Like, this is just one of the ways where, you know, uh, gear ZTB Gears is just better gold paladin because you can time leap into this card if you can't search it naturally Mm -hmm. and then a lot of ztb decks use the split pegasus from set nine so if you have a grade two or something you can just put it back in your deck call two of these draw two cards Mm -hmm. so like this is just another card that kind of helps make up for losing your time leap draws that's crazy yeah there's another card i would like to mention too is a pulsar replenish codal Mm-hmm. It's a GB1. It's when it's placed on rear from your deck. If you have a Zodiac Time Beast Vanguard, then this unit gets plus two <coughs> turn. Then if you do not have any face-up cards or damage zone, just counter-charge one. Yeah. It's a pretty sweet grade three. Good just lord. Have a, mm-hmm. It's pretty and nice numbers. They also have Pulsar, Revolver, Draco Kid, so it's a stride fodder. And it's on-play skill is you can reveal any grade three ZTB and search your deck for another grade three ZTB. 
Wait, is Chronojet G a ZTB? Yep. Oh, how convenient. <laughs> so if you need Chronojet G, you can find it. And if for some reason you want one of your other grade 3s, you can search for that too. Yeah, and the last card I want to mention is uh, Earth Elemental Connell. So he's a, he's a Cray Elemental. So he's from all clans and nations. Yeah. He's a 5k grade 1. But uh, he has Generation Break 1 skill that if, you're, um, if your unit would be chosen by any fighter due to the effect of an opponent's card, you choose this unit as much as possible. Meaning if uh, they try to, like, let's say, like, header around something, right? They have to head around this card if it's in play. Yeah. yeah. Um, this card does not it, work on Denial, Griffin. Right. But it is it's still a nice card, and it can mm-hmm. protect it can protect some pretty important stuff. Yeah, I, yeah. Um, I, I know our good friend Living Proof was experimenting with this card as soon as it was announced in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is better in decks that can search it. So Shadow mm-hmm. Paladin, Spikes, Kagero, maybe not Kagero, but... Um, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> um, do you think it's going to be used or like at all? I think it's going to see a small amount of play. Like yeah. your deck needs to be do something like very like combo intensive in order for it to matter. Uh-huh. And like, and needs to have a way to like find it. Mm-hmm. So I think it's like, there's only a few clans that can even make use of it, but I think it is like still like a relevant mm-hmm. card. Yeah. And then the last thing I want to bring up is Sorrowful Slice Lujarius. Sweet name. So, he's a stride for darker regulars. He his skill is counterblast one. Choose a face down card from your U zone, just any fa- any card, and turn a face up. Soul charge three. For each different grade that you soul charge, choose one of your rear guards and give it five k. And then, if you soul charge a card with the darkness ability with the skill, you can choose a grade three from your soul and put it into your hand. So pretty much all the time, unless you get three heal triggers or something. Yeah. Cool. cool. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> um. I think this this is just better in uh, not Blade Wings, but it's a, it's a uh, very Blade good... Wings still run it on the off chance you actually can't get off the demagogue turn, but like or, or if you have to ride, um... uh, Starhot. Yeah, but yeah, like this works way better if you're doing like a pure darkness deck and not Blade Wings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, v- very good first stride, and it's a rare. Good, good on good yeah, on Bushiro. I think this is the first set we've had in like so the, in, in a while that like drastically changed the metagame. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I was actually going to say, and we're all we're like an hour and a half in. Um, <laughs> yeah, we should probably talk about what do you guys think this is going to do to the meta game. Short answer: a fucking lot. Um, yeah. <laughs> so dark so, regulars like, like is now like like fully playable mm-hmm. uh, in Blade Wings specifically. Yeah, Kagro yeah. is now like very very good. And, and then the Blaster deck just got a huge boost in consistency with Gansalot, so. They should. They would now be the go-to royal deck over Saint Guard. Yeah. Yep. Now my question is that: Do you think that uh, th- this unseats or checks any of the current top decks? Those being Gears, Night Rose, Luard. Um, well, would... Luard. Yeah. Luard already was kind of falling off, and I don't think yeah. Luard's any any better after the set. Um. Like, Ziegenberg like... and the Bladewing Rush should just outpace Luard flat out. And then Ziegenberg kind of deals with Luard because they have to keep dropping big guard to stop all of our attacks. Nice. Okay. So Kagro's very good now. Mm-hmm. Um, Royal Paladin's very good now. Um, Gears is still still great. Yeah. And and, and then and, and in this set, Gears is splitting off to get another like great deck. Like they're gonna yeah. have mul- they're gonna have multiple decks that are like pretty close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think right now time leap ZTB hybrid would be the way to go, and then after set twelve, when you get gear next, is when 
ZTBs kind of come into their own as a pure deck. Yeah. Yeah, but right now, like the top three decks we're probably looking at are something like Blasters, Blademaster, uh, Gears, Gears, and with like Di following behind, like Di, mm-hmm. you know, Di Rose, typical. Yeah. Typical. Uh, usual suspects. Yeah. Well, the point is that this definitely expands the meta game, um, which is good. I, th- I think this improves it a lot, uh, but I think the gear problem is going to get out of hand very quickly. Yes. Which is a bummer, but uh, yep. we'll have to see, I suppose. I can't wait till more set 12 data is out, because that, that's also an interesting one, too. Oh, good yeah. lord. That, uh, and th- we're going to be doing this next month, so... Yep. Uh, I great. want to come back for that, by the way, and you know why. <laughs> okay, he called, he, he called dibs. You can have the Narukami and OTT stuff. But... Whoa, do we respect dibs? Is, are we a dibs-respecting podcast? <laughs> we can be. <laughs> All right. Um, what, do they have a lot of trans fat in them? Oh, they do. <laughs> oh, the, the, the fucking ice cream. That, that took me a second. The muffins. The muffins. <laughs> The Navy Seal. What are you talking about? Briar's dibs? They're, they're like the chocolate covered ice no, cream no, no, things? No, 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 It's the Bojack. Never mind. <laughs> I get, I get, trying I get, to make a reference. I get the reference. I'm just saying, like, that's what I thought of when you said dibs. So. Oh, I forgot those existed, to be honest. <laughs> oh, they're fucking <laughs> delicious. Uh, sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, stick with my salt vinegar chips. Oh, yeah. Um... Well, this is definitely, like, I, I, I can't wait to see what happens in the months ahead, especially as we get back into a tournament season as the fall continues. Yeah, this set is fucking sweet. Yeah, yep. and, and it's only going to get crazier, and it's going to be crazy, and I can't wait. The rules died, the rules died for this. Yeah. yeah. Fucking uh, dominate. Yeah, do- dominate is to Vanguard what the English language is to grammar. Like, <laughs> just... <laughs> Good lord. Um... Yeah, so any other things you guys want to mention? No, I think, uh, yeah. I think we've covered most of the set and we're running yeah. too long. So. Yeah. I don't All think right. I have anything else that's important. All right, well, uh, you can you can find us on Twitter at Nexus at Night. You can find me at Atlas Novak. You can find Matt at Wiggums, two Gs, two Zs. Root beer, is there any uh, social media account you, you want people to find you or... I don't really post anything on Twitter, so there's no real point giving it out. Okay. I do have a blog, which is lightningfishblog at dot wordpress dot com. And uh, he, nice. yeah, it's good stuff. Um, you update that like every couple weeks or so, right? Yeah, yeah. Or whenever something relevant happens, and yeah. good on whenever him. something just kind of strikes yeah. me. Good stuff. Um, we did get a bunch of new promos, so I might write about Brant at some point, because that card is severely overrated. What's Brant? It's a new promo that was just announced, so it's Counter Blast 2, when it's attacked or attacking, and you have more equal or more damage than your opponent, you can reverse their triggers, so oh, crits one. take yeah. crits yeah. away from the Vanguard, yeah. stands, rest the thing, draw, retire, and then heal, take a damage. Oh. Okay, yeah, that's definitely going to be a fun one. I think that'd be a good... We should do that sometime, have an episode on uh, on promos. Yeah? Okay, anyway. Um, well, until next time... Uh, what? Sorry? Well, I mean, a lot of them are just being thrown in sets, so... Yeah, yeah. true. <laughs> All right, well, until next time, I was Atlas. And I'm Matt. And I'm Root Beer slash Alvin. And have a good night, everyone.
take the time to thank anybody who found this podcast. Uh, I also recommend sharing it with your friends, family, anybody who likes Vanguard. Uh, you can find us on SoundCloud or on your podcast app, that little purple thing that goes in the folder of the stuff you can't delete, like stocks. Who uses stocks? Anyway, you can also tweet me, Atlas Novak, so at A-T-L-A-S-N-O-V-A-C-K. You can also tweet at Nexus at Night, N-E-X-U-S-A-T-N-I-G-H-T. Or you can tweet the Nexus Core YouTube channel, so at N-E-X-U-S-C-O-R-P-S. Be sure to check out that YouTube channel. Uh, we have, you know, card fights and deck profiles and all that good stuff.